permanent deacon talking the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down on me to change my life around. Hello and a warm welcome. Call to mind the love God has for you and remember that through the scripture our Lord is truly present. Let's begin with a prayer from Father Gigan. Was the silence and the silence was with God and the silence was God and out of the silence comes God's word. It's only then in the midst of our own interior silence that we too give birth to the word today. Let us once again pray. Eternal word, Jesus Christ, life-giving gospel, Empower us, strengthen us, teach us, guide us. Help all that we do and all that we seek deepen within us and nourish our contemplative Christian lives. Amen. Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeside but such crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat there. The people all stood on the beach and he told them many things in parables. He said, Imagine a sower going out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell on the edge of the path and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on patches of rock where they found little soil and sprang up straight away because there was no depth of earth. But as soon as the sun came up, they were scorched, and not having any roots, they withered away. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell on rich soil and produced their crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Listen, anyone who has ears. The first reading from Isaiah today says the water comes down from heaven and does not return there until it has watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout. Jesus would have known that this passage was really about the word of God and applied it further in his own version that we heard today. And he says, if you've got ears, then listen. And I think this alerts us to the fact that this parable, and in particularly all these parables, but this one in particular, they're not easy to grasp, a simple storyline suggests. There's a lot more to this, and people have obviously over the years given all kinds of interpretations. But if you look at the parable, 
Parables like pictures, and even a child could pick this one up about the sower. But the teaching techniques in it are universal. They're used in many ways. But this example, the sower has only a one in four chance, if you think of how it's split up. The path, birds gobble it up. The rocks, the scorching sun comes out. The thorns cause it to cough and choke. And only 25% of those seeds lands on good soil. And what about the seed on the good soil? Well, it also needs good soil. It also needs water and sunshine in order for those seeds to develop and grow. There's a lot more here. And I think the story seems to set the scene for the mission of Jesus and his disciples as they set off to sow the good news. Many towns will be full of people who will not listen or allow other aspects of life, the pecking, medley and annoying aspects, as well as the great scorching tragedies which make their response less than fruitful. However, I, I don't think that the aim is to abandon the 75% to their fate or to leave them to choke on the thorns. Jesus tells the disciples many more parables over the time he is available to them, which actively stresses the importance of giving people in unfortunate circumstances a second chance. One way of looking at this story is to think of the seeds as the population of a town or a village region. At least three quarters will be suffering enough hardship to make it difficult to concentrate on spiritual matters. Even if we take it into our own situation, we have internets, we have language um, in Facebook and Twitter, the world, the secular world, knows all about these, but it's no understanding of spiritual matters. They can't take it in. Or they don't understand it. It's on rocky, unstable ground. Uh, there's no foundation, but why, why don't we educate? And we've seen people getting excited in lures, or if there's a pro week or a mission week, and then give up. Thorns come, the anxieties, achievements of this world, money, fame, all tend to push the spiritual matters into the back. So do we just sow the word, the love of God, the good news, where we expect a return? God offers salvation to all those, all those who turn away, as well as those who receive the 25%. In the very next parable, Jesus explains how it's always not their own fault. And even if it is, he reminds his disciples of how the Father will wait in hope for a change of heart. As in the prodigal son, the parable where Jesus tells his followers that they should never lose hope in God's mercy. 
Jesus, perhaps, in his time reading and devouring the word, in, particularly in Isaiah it seems, knew that there was a need also for sunshine, a need for water, a need for good soil, for any of that seed to take root and grow, to make that foundation. And I think if we're looking for an explanation, we have to go straight to Jesus and listen to why he explained it and what words did he use. No one else gives a better explanation than all the things that you read. What he says in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, is, is I suppose it's a warning from Matthew, that Jesus is difficult to grasp. Remember how his enemies reacted and you find that even his closest disciples are puzzled and have to approach him with cautious questions. Jesus says... No, I'm going to leave it to you. You look to see what Jesus says. I'll just give you some extra questions. The questions are this. What about the role of water, soil and sunshine? In the correct amounts? And that's to the ones who need developing. What about those 75%? Is it the job of the sower and the sower's helpers to help those on the margins of the fields, those on the footpaths, those in the difficult rocky ground. Didn't the creative word speak rain, sunshine, nutrition? There is a power in words and God's word is important. Where is the rocky soil in the world? Can we help those trapped by the thorns? Can we bring a cup of refreshing water? Do we understand? Do we have the ears to listen? You shall cross the barren desert but you shall not die of thirst. You shall wander far in safety, though you do not know the way. You shall speak your words to foreign lands and
change my life around.